in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another live episode. Well, live as we're recording it of Topic Thunder. <laughs> Here from the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. That is Matt Nost. And uh, we got a lot of fun lined up for you today to talk. I mean, we just, we've been enjoying the show so much. We can't mm-hmm. say it enough, Matt. All these great questions coming in from the fans. I mean, the fans are just really dialing into the show. And we are all the better for it because uh, we're getting the benefits of answering these questions. I, yeah, they come up with more and more inventive and interesting questions every week. There's one, there's at least one where like, that was a good one. Uh, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're only yeah. doing three, four, maybe five questions max, it's yep. a good ratio. It's just like, it's not saying the others are bad, but it's just like, oh, there's a completely new topic and people are still churning them out. So it's always fun each and every yep. week. And uh, if you're a patron over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number, you can join in. There's an email address over there for you at the $5 and tier up. Uh, you can send in a question to that email address, and we answer it on the show. And that—that's the gist of the show. Yeah, and uh, you can—that's uh, how you get to be part of the show as well. So some of you who are watching this, because we've been putting these out for fans to watch who are not patrons. So if you're not a patron, these are the kind of uh, benefits that you can get when you come aboard uh, the train to be a patron of the Top Ten Show. You get to have your questions read out. You get to yep. possibly, if you go high enough in the tier, you get to pick a topic on the show as well. That uh, we got a. We- well, I was going to say, we got a game yeah. show coming up. Yes. Where winner of the game show gets to be a guest on the show. Yep. That's going to be fun. Over there. That starts sometime uh, next month, you know? Yeah. In July. Back. Uh, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. July. But the, the day to join that is July 1st. So join us over at Patreon at the, the Laser Nipples and Tear and Up. <laughs> and you get to join in on that. And the, right. the cutoff is July 1st. So if you want to be in the pool, because we're playing Jeopardy in essence, we got to come up with the title still. Yeah. But playing Jeopardy and the winner of that tournament eventually just gets to be a guest on the show. So uh, exactly, exactly. Join us over there. You ready to start this bad boy? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Who who went first last time? Do you remember? I think I did. Okay. All right. I'll start us off here with uh, uh, Chris Lemke sends this one in. Chris Lemke, an avid uh, listener and follower of the show. Hey, guys. Ready to hear your take on the Snyder Cut of Justice League actually being released. Thanks, Lemke. All right. Matt Nost. Uh, I'm, it's, it's really interesting from the aspect of, you know, they're, they're investing quite a bit of money into, yes, they are as a Snyder cut. Cause usually it's like when Blade Runner, there's the director's cut and the extended director's cut and the cut, the studio never wanted you to see. And that they just right. keep churning out new versions. This they're, you know, actually plowing money into. So from that aspect, uh, it doesn't happen all that often where a director does this much of a project and then has to walk away for personal reasons. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, will this be a one-off? Or will this actually be a trend of people wanting to go back and do this? And if it's profitable for the companies, if you put it on a streaming service, I think it could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it because I've been, over the last year and a half, two years, I've kind of turned around on this because I thought it wasn't going to happen, right? Because, I, I mean, I thought the WB people were like, no way, uh, because I mean, you're essentially admitting that you made a mistake here and 
Okay. You're bringing back the previous director to work on something that you already released under a mm-hmm. different name. But what happened was the regime changed over at Warner Brothers. And when the regime changed, I think it became more of a possibility, you know. So I'm excited about it coming because I enjoyed uh, some of the scenes that he shot in Justice League. I really enjoyed some of the stuff that he did within it. And so you're like, OK, well, what it was his actual plan. Dark Side yeah. was involved. So let's let him finish it out because this has been a drum beat for quite some time. Now that it's happening, we can all like watch this thing, make up our own minds, see if we like it, see if we don't like it, and move on from here. I think the advantage is that he's had some time to sit with this stuff too, to kind of see how the tastes have changed in the comic book watching world amongst yeah. the viewers, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think he's probably he might have adjusted. Plus, losing his daughter to suicide, how does that change you as a father, as a human being, as a man, as a creator? We're gonna see that as well. So all of that I'm excited to see. And they released some like minute and a half thing or 30 second thing here uh, yesterday or this morning about just as we're recording this about uh, Justice League, like previewing what's coming here. Cause DC's doing that um, DC fandom thing on August 22nd, where you can watch and uh, interviews with the creators of all the stuff they got coming up from DC. So okay. they kind of previewed that, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I got a shirt. I bought a shirt, a, a Zack Snyder Justice League shirt, just kind of support the cause. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the point about the WB regime change, that's, yeah. that's why it's happening because those guys are leaving because of their mistakes. Well, what's a bigger, basically we're a new regime than we can fix one of their mistakes. Right. Right. Uh, but there's the, yeah, the stakes of this are so low for them. Whereas the previous, this was one of their tent poles and it yeah. wasn't exactly well received. So they couldn't admit defeat. That, that makes sense. Look, they can only go up in my eyes. Yeah. 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 And unless I mean, he somehow manages to make it, you know, just as dull as the last iteration, but uh, he can only do better. Yeah. I feel like BBS, I'm not, I'm never going to come around on BBS. Like uh, Man of Steel is, uh, I enjoy his Man of Steel. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy some sections of Justice League. But like you said, they've been on this uptick with Wonder Woman, with uh, Green Lantern, with Aquaman's reception. Even though I like the movie, it made a billion dollars. Can't argue that Shazam was very well received and now joker over a billion dollars for god's sake so clearly they're making some right moves here that are attracting enough of the fans and i know birds of prey didn't do that well but overall was received well by the critics you know and most of the fans just not enough to transfer into big box office dollars so it seems like they're going in the right direction and we'll see what happens with this justice league but dropping it on a streaming service essentially means a it's not canon and B, it's uh, it's just um, like something for you to enjoy, you know. I hate that whole what's canon, what's not. Yeah, it's important. It, to some degree, but at the same time, you're going to do what every comic book does if you stay in this long enough, and you're going to reboot everything and none right. of it anyway. So why not just have fun? Unless you're doing a specific arc of a storyline, yeah, yeah, each and learn from that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, but just arcane knowledge or something over on the periphery happens like it's a really who gives a shit type of moment yeah yeah for me, absolutely it's within comics now within star wars or something they've never rebooted so that to me that's true guarded yeah. about it whereas comics just like which version do you want to go with here right right which version are we talking about yeah which yeah. version of the flash which version yeah. of so which many version? other different characters yeah yeah of of uh what year in batman who yeah. is he's like right makes uh, you know all the difference and no difference to some. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right. What's our next question? And thanks to uh, Chris Lenke for that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, the next one is from, uh, oh, Bobo. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> this lockdown has me watching a lot more movies and thinking about how I evaluate them. I've decided that there's a difference between favorite and best. Obviously, there can be crossover. Toy Story is one, for me, that fits both categories. You view things similarly, and if so, what movies fall into your favorite but not best and best but not favorite? Hmm. Um, a couple would be Taken, favorite but not best, and there would be Blood, best but not really a favorite. Okay. Hmm. Love you both and looking forward to competing for a chance to be on an episode. Holy <laughs> crap, that's an amazing reward. <laughs> Bobo Haley. Bobo. Bobo. Um, yes, I think this is what separates – those of us who do what we do, Matt, you know, like we know the difference between favorite and best, which is why when we compile our top 10 lists, it's always a struggle for both of us because we have the struggle with what we think should be on there versus what we feel should be on there versus what we want to be on there. But we have to make a case to ourselves that it should be on there. So these are the negotiations we have with ourselves separately before we construct our own top 10 lists. And then when we come together, we still battle it out at the end to do the same thing. So, yeah. Favorite, not best, is what separates, I think, you from from an as an analyst or a critic or a pundit versus someone who just likes movies, you know, or enjoys movies and doesn't see a favorite or best, just enjoys what he, what he or she enjoys. And there's nothing sure. wrong with that, you know. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've always been that way. I think since I was like a teenager, like I've always been like, well, that's a good that's considered a great film, but it's not necessarily one I run like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I've only ever seen it twice. So that's yeah. a best film but not a favorite film of mine to go and watch. But the both sure. times I've watched it, I've appreciated the hell. Schindler's List. I may never see that movie again in my entire life. I saw it two, two or three times. I've seen what I need to see from that movie. It is a best film. It is not a favorite of mine. Con- contrast, it's Major League. Major League, I've seen a million times. It yeah. is a favorite film, not a best film. But it's, you know, those kinds of things work for yeah, me, the, you know? The easier thing is to do favorite, but not best, because who doesn't have... Right a guilty pleasure it was just like you know what for some reason right. I watch that movie on repeat so i don't you know it just works for me whereas yeah. but not favorite uh that's an interesting like there will be blood because say between that and no country i watch no country more right right because it's just higher we watch it but there will be blood is an investment yes all, it is all anderson pt anderson films are an investment by i yeah. think boogie nights right boogie nights yeah um so yeah, the best but not favorite. I as in regards to lists and whatnot. Yeah, it's a it's a push and pull. Yeah, I try not to do anybody like oh it's I understand why it's a beloved over here, so I should put it higher. Yeah, I had that in the past, you know, so many yeah. impossible not to have. But uh, I try not to. I try and just be authentic to my genuine opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it you know. It's tough doing this weekend. We got sometimes because people attacking you like, you're right. I just don't watch that movie. Right. Right. Listen to like the crossover. Right. Yeah. Good. Oh, no. I was just saying like the crossover ones are interesting, too. Right. The ones that are your favorite and best, you know, like for me, I know this is not one of your favorites or your best, but like Superman, the movie, I think is one of the best superhero films ever made. And it's one of Mm -hmm. my favorites. Right. Mm -hmm. The Dark Knight. Best and favorite. That is arguably one of the best films ever released, period, sure. regardless of genre. And still, it's also one of my favorites to watch whenever I can. Or Logan, same thing. I think Logan is a effing masterpiece and yeah. should have been nominated for Best Picture. That is also a favorite of mine, for sure. Yeah, that's a, you can go right down the list. There's a million. Goodfellas. 
Right. Right. The best end favorite. Yeah. Uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's a whole list of those as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know, push and pull each week and uh try and do best because ultimately you gotta defend it. Right. Yeah, this is why I put it here. I like these better, or this one resonates more, or whatever the case is. Right. Right. Like and three Bobo, amigos. We, Bobo, three amigos is uh, best end favorite. <laughs> Easy peasy. That was a softball. You got any more softballs to throw my way? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, coming to America. That's a favorite and a best, right? Sure. Right. What about for you, Armageddon? Yeah. Oh, Armageddon is a favorite, not a best, right? Well, like I, I don't consider it like a best film or one of these films that should be revered in any way, shape, or form, but it is a favorite of mine. And it, it is what? not a guilty pleasure because certainly Within, a lot of people went to see it. Exactly. But you could say best within categories. It doesn't mean to the category of action. Oh, best disaster film. movies? Sure. Okay. Best and a favorite for you? You know what? Yeah, if we're going disaster movies, it is absolutely a best and a favorite. Yes, absolutely. A top five, top six. I can't remember where I put it on our disaster movies list, but I'm sure it was in. It was. I'm sure it was high, at least in the top five or top six. Yeah. Uh, but there overall. Some, there are some movies that are basically it's like classic. Yeah, I get it. Right. Well, I understand the argument that you're making, but for these eyes now, like I can appreciate the technical achievement or the this, that or the other. But the overall does not make me go back to want to watch that thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I think more people have a have a best, not favorite. um, The further back you go, like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s or not 70s, maybe, but 40, 50s and 60s. I think there's probably a lot of people who know that that's a best film but they don't go back and watch it over and over again. You know, I think that yeah. is true. I mean, I have Citizen Kane, certainly, but I don't run back and watch Streetcar Named Desire. Um, I do go back and watch On the Waterfront when I can, but not Streetcar Named Desire. And I know Streetcar yeah. Named Desire is a best film, but it's just not a one I run back to and watch over and over again. Uh, I think On the Waterfront, as weird as it says, is a little bit more universal a story. Yes, Little guy against the big corporation. Yeah, against, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Streetcar is of, of this weird tangled love story. Yes. The waterfront, I think it's just, you could at least envision being in that situation, whereas I've never been in a toxic relationship like that. Right, so right. I've seen it from afar, but on the waterfront, like who hasn't experienced some some version of that? We were all kids at one point. That's a great point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and Bob, we look forward to having you as a, as a contestant. Yeah. Uh, being potentially a guest on the show further on down the line. Okay, if Bobo makes the show, that's going to be a, a that's going to be a crowning achievement, a cherry on top of his a cake for sure. Yeah, the only problem with that though is I believe Bobo has come out as a fan of The Offspring as well. Oh, we got a whole horde of them, really just mucking up the Facebook really? group and wow. whatnot. The Offspring. Okay, it's the worst, man. It is yeah. the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the shade aside of Nickelback. I feel like this is a Nickelback category. I feel like the offspring. At least, like the the lead singer, I believe, is an engineer. Oh, like, he's a smart guy. something along that. Yeah. Okay. If you hear the Offspring, you've heard one song. You've heard all their songs. It's like a formula that he devised for this pop punk wannabe hardcore edge horse shit, and it's just like. Right. Here we just change the key and uh, the chord progression, but it's the same fucking song. And yeah, then I feel like I feel like Blink One Eighty Two did it better. What do you think? Am I wrong s- on that? Yeah, for straight pop punk. Yeah, 
But some people would accuse Green Day of being pop punk as well. I think they're a little punkier, but they are pop. They're pop. If you're doing a musical on stage, guess what? You're pop. But you're not Blink-182 pop. No. Right. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I think their lyrics were a lot more memorable and deeper than anything Blink-182 has done or anything The Offspring has done, for sure. So. Well, yeah, Offspring, I'll give you at least a little bit more credit because they're trying to have like a hard edge a little bit. Okay. But Blink-182 was always like, to me, it was bubblegum pop in punk form. What was their best song? What was their song? Yeah, I, I know they got the, like the Blink one main song. Or Offspring. Offspring. What is their one main song? Uh, well, one, oh. I think the first one was that. Hey, come on and play. Okay. Hey, hey, oh, I'm, right. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was that one. And then um, I see I see Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Just the word. What, what is this? <laughs> I guess I'm Pretty Fly but for a White Guy. They wrote that and then they fucking composed the song together. And in, a producer sat there and was like, fuck yeah. This is it. Hey, we need to tweak that ever so slightly. <laughs> And we then, could sell this. We could sell yeah, this. Yeah, a label heard it and was like, this is a, this is a banger right here. That's a and summer people, song. That's a yeah. summer song. And they were fucking right. That's what's one of these where like, you don't understand them. Yeah. Like, what is this? This is dog shit. We can all agree this song is yeah. dog. At least when Weird Al does it, we understand it's a joke. The tongue is in the cheek, man. Yeah. We yeah. From moment before you see or hear a goddamn <laughs> <laughs> offspring is the fucking worst but what do we know man they're they're making money we're yeah. going to show here so and the people that like them god bless you you know yeah. it's a free country you can listen to whatever you want just know that i think less of you <laughs> being a genuine fan of that band that's the god's honest truth i could love you in every way and if you went dude yeah i am a diehard offspring just be like, oh, mm. you know yeah fair point Certain flaws are hard to see past. <laughs> it's like that old Eddie Murphy joke. <laughs> What's that? Where are you going? Oh, I'm going out to watch Offspring. Oh, you go do that. You go knock yourself yeah, out. Yeah. You gonna... <laughs> Place with that other thing. I'm, I'm going to go over and talk to this girl. <laughs> well, it's the, yeah, it's the like Chappelle. Please believe me. Be like, nope. nope. I'm sorry. I believe what I believe at this point. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to our next one. Thank you, Bobo. Nick Francis. Uh, he says, hello, John and Matt. I have an NFL question. Do you guys think, if there is a season, that the teams with returning players and coaches like the Chiefs, who will return 20 to 22 starters and their entire coaching staff from the championship last year, not to mention the best player in the sport, Patrick Mahomes, will dominate the season more than in previous seasons due to lack of prep time and coaches not being able to physically be around the players? Will multiple teams go 15-1 and one or 14-2, and two, such as the Saints, Ravens, Niners, and Chiefs, will all have a ton of familiarity and chemistry and will have a big advantage over teams with new coaches and players like the Giants and Roka's Redskins? I love how your Bears escape scrutiny in this damn email. Uh, it's because we got Trubisky, baby. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks for taking my question and keeping me sane during the quarantine with the content. You're welcome, Nick, but I'm offended he didn't mention uh, uh, the uh, underperforming Bears in this situation but what do you think about this, uh, Matt? Do you think uh, teams that have been together longer for more well, years have an advantage going into the season? That that makes a lot of sense because you're not. Yeah. Gonna, if everybody has a familiarity with the playbook, you could still figure out ways to communicate and work on and progress those 
those ideas because you have a foundation to work with. I think yeah. your Redskins are in this mix because it's basically a new team. It is. It is. It is. The Bears have at least had their core. Yeah. yeah, we've got our core together, so it makes sense yeah. to anybody that's going to have a new team or like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I don't know right. how good they're going to be because they haven't really been able to, although the pictures of Tom Brady where he's got the fake dirt just ever so slightly looks like <laughs> In the uniform, and I was like, "This is so fucking cheesy." Come on, Tom, you've won how many suits? You're better, yeah, man. Hey, man, uh, you got to motivate yourself. However, you got to motivate yourself. Yeah, you got to motivate true. yourself. It's I'm true. excited. Yeah. I'm I'm a Buccaneers fan for this year. I like this idea. I like this experiment. I hated Tom when he was in New England. You can't do that. But I love that he's coming here. It's an underdog situation. I love it. People don't know what to expect. Don't know what they're going to see. So this is like when LeBron went to the Heat. I became a LeBron fan after he left Cleveland the first time and went to the Heat because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. They've really – he messed up the decision. Then they did that stupid, stupid event where they're like, three, four, five, six, seven, I don't know. Like all of that, I was like, well, I, I know what it's like to be made fun of for wanting something. And I just – I've always felt a kinship with that situation in any – um scenario so i felt i, I became a lebron fan at cheer because i felt like in that position he they stupidly made themselves uh put a tar uh, have a target on their backs and so they had yeah. to fight through that because everyone was waiting to jump well, and pounce on them and make fun of them at least brady's is more undetermined lebron was sure. treating a juggernaut so that's why everybody kind of revolted just like you're putting three all-stars on the same team together true this is a little unfair and to be perfectly honest, it was all Cleveland's fault. I don't know if they want to hear that, but they pissed away all their draft. Oh, yeah. Case, chasing guys like Shaq who are way past his prime. Yeah. Pounding him. You know, it's tough to come up with one solid teammate that he had. Like, right. Andrew couldn't stay healthy. Uh, yeah. Gauskas was only there for the first part. What's his name? The two guard that went to the all-star game with him. Uh, I don't know. I can picture his face. Anyway, he yeah. was – you could make a case he was the most consistent and best, but then you got like Kanye West and it's all these weird dudes and they pissed away. It's what you what uh, New Orleans was going to do with Anthony Davis? Don't pull LeBron and waste all your assets trying to yeah. swap out like draft young guys so that the timeline matches up better. Right, a little better result, you know, with the Drew Holiday thing eventually. But um, right, right, yeah, I think the teams that that had consistency this year because usually there's a big fluctuation. Although sad as it is to say, I still don't believe in the Niners. You don't believe in Jimmy G, huh? I don't believe in Jimmy G. I respect that. That defense is legit. Yeah. Uh, but that offense, like, they're getting – they got in crazy production from a whole bunch of dudes that have been bouncing around the league. True. Man, Can that happen again? Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, they have George Kittle. George Kittle's a really good tight end. Certainly a, a safety valve. But plus, you know. In, wide receiver money instead of tight end money. And right. that threw their cap up if they end up – you know, I don't know if they have. Last I saw that they were stalemated on some level, but right. Lynch thought that they would get a deal done uh, before the season started. Raheem Mostert, that's a good running back for them as well. And they picked up yeah. a couple of receivers, so they, they look like they might be doing something. But Jimmy G, you're right, Matt. Jimmy G could end up being the new Mark Sanchez. He could be this pretty boy, comes in, leads him to a championship, can't get him over the hump into a Super Bowl, and then starts that career starts to take a nosedive right off the cliff. That's certainly it's possible. So, yeah, it's in play for sure. It's not like you watch him and when you see truly top-tier elite quarterback, you don't ever question him. You know what I mean? There's so few of them that it's just like even if he makes a mistake, it was probably the, the best decision because that's how – Right. Yeah. You're a 
Mahomes, your Aaron Rodgers, your Russell Wilson. Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees, those top tier dudes that are, you know, have calculated the odds, know exactly what they're running, have seen all the the schemes from defense. Right. Um, Jimmy G just ain't there for me. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Like it's, if you see it more often than not, that's a top tier quarterback. If you see it way less than, you know, if you see those great games way less than you see the bad games, then they're not a top tier quarterback. And with Jimmy exactly. G, you see too many game management games, 220 yards, 15 completions, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Does, like Dak, Dak is just a little bit above, in my opinion, just a shade above uh, Jimmy G. Them. Yeah, exactly. You don't trust these quarterbacks yeah. in game winning situations. Right. You don't trust them. They haven't shown that they can come through consistently. Certainly Jimmy G and uh, Dak have not yet. And we'll see. I mean, certainly, yeah. you know. I, and I, I, uh, and I would take both of those guys over Trubisky, and now never. Now I don't have to carry like Dak salary hit. Yeah, what I don't want. But if it's in the same situation where we still have time to make a genuine decision about this guy, happily, yeah. we take happily. Yeah. Yeah, I I I agree that that's going to give some advantage, but the equalizer is always injuries, and you can't plan for that. And uh, you that's going to I think that's going to be the the story of the season is going if they don't get into these uh practices and get into these rhythms and do enough to get ready for the season we were already seeing injuries in preseason games uh more frequently than we have ever before in the last 5 years than we had before in the last 30 or 40 we were seeing more injuries in preseason so season ending injuries sometimes too so to me I think that's going to be the uh, the, the uh, factor here. But what teams are prepared with enough depth to ride out injuries to their top guys? That's going to be the difference. And I know every year you could say that for every year, but I mean this year especially. Yeah. I think because you're right, the Chief uh, uh, Nick Francis is right. The Chiefs are built here. Surely the 49ers have a strong defense, so they can contend for quite some yeah. time. The Rams could bounce back. Um, there's possibilities here, but I and the, the Buccaneers. We don't know what we have in Tampa Bay there, so we'll see what yeah. happens. But overall, I think it's going to be the team that has the most depth to write out these surprising early injuries to their players that's going to be standing at the end of the season. You know? so that's just but in Tampa Bay's case, like, you know, it, it'll, it'll be good for you guys, and I'm happy for you. Yeah, right. Like, I, I got no problem with, with Tom Brady wanting to leave. It's his choice. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting because Belichick will be able to coach longer. So True. He'll, opportunities to prove that he didn't need Tom. So Tom really needs to get this right in the next two, three years. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. He can pull a Manning. He essentially can pull a Manning here, Matt. He can have one Super Bowl for another team and then right off into the sunset and be done. With exactly. It. Prove to Belichick and to everybody else that he didn't need. It wasn't the system. It was him. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right. We're going to do it. We're at 26, 27 minutes. You want to do one more? Let's do one more. Thank you okay. to Nick Francis for yeah. sending us that, uh, that great question. Thank you, Nick. And then, uh, all right, this one is from Charles Clark. Mm -hmm. He says, Dear Matt and John, I recently watched the UFC this weekend, and it got me thinking about one of my favorite water cooler sports questions. If you were a professional fighter, what would your walk-up song? Mine would be uh, What's Up Danger, the song that plays when Miles takes his leap of faith in Spider-Verse. Good choice. Thank you for answering my question. I hope you and everyone else is having a wonderful day. Uh... Why use it in the Schmodown ones, Bomb Track? I think that's a good walkout song. Oh, Bomb Track is great. Uh, that's the Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah. 
Um, We're talking about the bomb track. <laughs> Killing in the name of his own. Yeah, it just... It just... Goes right into it. Within a few, you know, 10 seconds, 14 seconds, you're just crushing it. Uh... I think the first live event I, I, I came out to uh, Nas, You Can Hate Me Now. I love that fucking song. That is a great walkout song because you're just like all the lyrics are about nobody believing in you or people coming after you for your success. And I just I just like that. That's just great. Like walking out of there. Ooh. You know, I, I, I love that. Bad to the Bone is a nice choice, although kind of overdone. So maybe yeah. not the best choice. Hmm. Um, huh. let, me, let me take a look at my iTunes. I gotta take a look at my iTunes because I like this. I'm sure I have a badass music category. It's true. Back in, back in Black is a good one, don't you think? ACDC, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Cream would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. From Woo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to make a statement there that you're like Mayweather, I can see Mayweather coming out to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I like War Pigs. Okay. I don't know if he can get away with that one, but I like War Pigs. Uh, B.I.G. What, Hypnotize? Maybe Hypnotize? Sure. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I've always liked H.O.V. or uh, uh, P.S.A., the Public Service Announcement from Jay-Z. That could okay. be allow me to me allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hogan, and, and then the curtains open and you walk out. That would yeah. be fucking great, especially if you wrap it coming out of the uh, curtain. I'll give that to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do it for a bunch of them. It's <laughs> good question. Any any rock ones? Any rock ones? Like big rock ones? Big rock. Yeah. Walk out song. I like this idea. Oh, Dropkick Murphys. That's a good one. Shipping up to Boston, the one the Patriots used to come out to. Oh, fuck. I hate that song now. But it's a good one. You can't deny. That's a good one. Okay. Oof. Mama said knock you up. Mm. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah. No. Are you looking at stuff right now? Yeah, I'm trying to find. Yeah. Maybe, maybe gratitude from uh, Beasties. Okay. Just because they're playing the instruments and it's got a harder edge to it than yeah. But I might take like so. What you want? Uh, so you're not taking. You, wait, do you mean sabotage or you mean the song called no, Gratitude? Gratitude. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, it's fun. Sabotage is more fun. Right, right. But it is a good intro that, ah, oh, it just jumps right yeah. in. Great bass loop. I can't stand it. I know you're playing it. I'm going to set it straight. This Watergate. Beastie Boys. I can choose too many from them. The Immigrant song from Zeppelin, the one that's in Thor Ragnarok. I love that song. I think that's a good one to walk out to. That could be a good one. Um, what about fight the power? Is that a good one? I don't know if that's a good one. This is uh, let's see, maybe a little uh, 
Metallica, Seek and Destroy. Oh, that's a good one. That is that used to be Sting's theme song when he came out in WCW. When he became oh, really? Crow. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, when he became the Crow Sting, he would come out to that, the live version of that okay. song. Yeah, that was after my time with Sting. Right on. Yeah, I knew blonde hair, high crew cut. Oh, yeah, you knew. Woo, Sting. Yeah, pretty boy Sting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know goth remix Sting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know nothing, a lot to choose from, though. Yeah. Nothing but a G thing. I like that one. Nothing but a G thing could be good. You don't think that's too laid back? No, man, because it gets it gets like because if you're walking out to fight, you're just feeling that and everyone else is yeah. like rolling with it. You know what I'm saying? So you could get the whole crowd moving left to right with you as you're walking out. Maybe. Have you have you ever heard the uh you know today was a good day, Ice Cube? Yes. Right? Oh yeah. Have you heard the remix? The it's like uh, came out on uh it's either bootlegs and b-sides or b-sides and bootlegs. Okay. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time. Right. Okay. That's a good choice. Let's see. Some people like that ACDC stuff. Right? I already said Back in Black. What's another one? Hell's Bells? Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. That's a good one. Yeah. Highway to Hell. I kind of like Sacrifice. I don't want to get in trouble for that, but Creed, Sacrifice, I kind of like that song. I don't like open arms. With arms wide open, or whatever. Really? But Sacrifice, I fucking like. All right. <laughs> or POD. What's POD? Was a what's the name of their song? Face of a Nation, something like that. I think it's what it's called. Youth of the Nation. Youth of the Nation. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, anyway, I think we can just continue doing this <laughs> like thirty minutes. Yeah, we can keep going. <laughs> oh, one last one. All I do is win. I like that one. I like that okay. one. Okay. From uh, DJ Khaled and all those guys. Um, all right. Uh, we're at, uh, all right. We should wrap it up here. I guess 33 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's good enough for this week's show. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. Uh, much love to you, my man. And uh, thank you for sending in. And thanks to everybody who sent in these great questions. Once again, another fun topic, Thunder, that kind of pushed uh, Matt and I and our, and our uh, thoughts about these questions. It had us uh, going deep, had us Googling. Uh, so much respect to you all for these questions. Thank you so much for sending them in. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, if you want to join in the show, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Hit us up over there. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And don't forget, we got that new show starting. Uh, cut off the enter is July 1st. So join us at Patreon by July 1st. And you can enter in to basically be part of the game show to get you the guest on the show. Oh. Top 10. And uh, right. that's me this week. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Please head on over to my YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash John Roca says subscribe there. And of course, if you are just listening to us and you don't know this, we also have a YouTube channel for the top 10. So head on over there, find that the top 10, look for the logo. You know, the logo by now of Matt and I, and our names Roca Nost on there, go and uh, subscribe to that as well. If you want to watch our pretty faces uh, doing this on camera. Um, All right, that's it. Thank you all so much. We'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of topic. Thunder!